gives me an excuse to keep it on here in, inside the studio. Um, as we do every single week on the show, we welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. They have been with us uh, since day one, and we couldn't be happier to have them along for us for this joyous run. Uh, they have two liquor stores that are wonderful. They're the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks, and they are located in Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis, and also in White Bear Lake on Highway 61 and 4th Street. And Tom is here this evening. Hello, Tom. How you doing? So um, I actually got a couple of emails this week. Really? We kind of went into great length Just about two? about well about <laughs> specifically specifically about the new elevated app and oh, and, and the delivery service and yeah. people were curious this is a real thing they they really charge the regular prices in the stores and so I want to talk about that a little bit more today because this is a really cool endeavor that you guys created a few weeks ago and I think I think this is what puts you guys above another thing that puts you guys above every other bottle shop in yeah, town. Yeah, you know we're constantly looking to innovate or try different things to kind of put more of our <clears throat> Um, you know, aesthetic and, and, and selection out there and, and kind of what we think is cool with uh, craft beer and, and, and just service here. And so the, the app and the online ordering is just part of that. So you can actually go on to the Google Play or the Apple Store or Apple App, app Store. I'm app not store, an Apple yeah. guy. App, app, app store. store. And uh, download the app. And then you, you more have of a that. flip phone guy? Is that what you are? <laughs> I'm, I'm an Android guy for sure. I, I mean, I won't hate on the Apple the Apple kids, the the cool kids, yeah. but uh, either way, you got you got an app. You pop it up, have our exact inventory, so you know you can get something. Uh, anything in there is the exact price that you'd pay in the store, so you're getting that great value, and you can have it delivered in as little as thirty minutes. So somebody who's listening to the show right now yep. can download the app, go on. I'm going to spoil the guest because we have shells on. They can yes. order shells, have it delivered before the show is over, potentially. So shells is our guest, and and they are the beer of the month, mm-hmm. Oktoberfest. You know, you think of they own you think of shells, yeah. and so bye bye bye, yeah bye bye bye. They own Oktoberfest. Hey, it only anyway. took 158 years, but whatever. <laughs> so we're 12.99 on 12 packs for mm-hmm. shells. It's a great deal. And normally, if if you were online shopping somebody else, they're not going to give you that that in store like Good point. no. Yeah. You know, they need to make their money to get the delivery. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we do it a little different. Um, it's basically done through a third party postmates. It's about the same as, you know, when you're ordering mm-hmm. something uh, to eat from a, a, a restaurant and you can load up for a party. Uh, it's great for parents. You know, if you're, if you're, stuck somewhere if you've already had a few drinks and want to reload like if you're at your kids baseball game exactly. you'll deliver to a field someplace just throw your hand up but uh no exactly and so you know those those like in the industry loss leaders i don't know if i can mm. even say that but like sure. you know those really great deals that you see in the store that pe- just get people in the dark well, hell yeah. we got that online for you too so you can take part of the beer That's of the month cool. you can grab shells for 12.99 right now on our uh website at elevated.shop that's where you go to uh, shop online if you're on a mobile browser or at home. Uh, and then, yeah, take advantage of the app. It makes it even easier. That's really cool. So let's transition to that, uh, not only that beer of the month, but the special featured beer of the week here. And one of my personal favorites, because honestly, when I do think of Oktoberfest, um, I think of Shell's and uh, Shell's Brewery because it was, I will say this in all honesty. And I know because I think when we started doing the show, we started it in July. 
So as we kind of, as I kind of got indoctrinated were, into the craft yeah, beer world, yeah. I remember trying some beers that I wasn't really a fan of at the time because I was a domesticated light lager drinker and sure. you know summer shandy or whatever I was drinking at the time. And I do remember that Shells was really one of the first craft beers, Oktoberfest specifically, that made me like, fall yeah. in love with craft beer. Well, and that became your favorite type of beer until recently, until you started to get, I think now would you say hazy IPAs are your favorite? Probably, but yeah. I, I do. I still like. I'm I, when Tom was talking about the price. I'm going to elevate it the second the show is sure. over, <laughs> and I'm going to go buy me some twelve ninety nine uh, Oktoberfest. Yep, That's exactly right. what I'm going to do. Anyway, mm. Scott Hilsop is here. He is the sales manager and and distributor for one of the distributors for Shells Brewing. First of all, Scott, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thank you guys for having me, and thanks Elevated for their support as well. Absolutely awesome. So when you're, I'm curious because as a sales guy, as a distributor. When you're talking about a brewery that's been around for a couple of days here in the state of Minnesota, <laughs> what what sets of challenges do you face when you have either a new product or an existing product like Oktoberfest when you're going to these spots? What because for me it's a no-brainer. Well, yeah, I'm going to carry Oktoberfest Shell's Oktoberfest on my uh, either at my at my bar or at my retail outlet. Well, I mean, just the amount of breweries that pop up every single day and the competition that's out there. And sometimes you might be the 12th or 14th guy in the, into that bar or liquor store trying to sell them something. And people only have a limited amount of space and sure. a limited amount of money. So you got to separate yourselves from others. And I think our beer does a lot of that speaking for it. And, uh, as well as, uh, some of the history we have and, and, uh, you know, of course, my, uh, excellent charm I have. <laughs> so with, with that excellent charm, Scott, how do you, uh, Turn to your distributor who potentially distributes 10 uh, Oktoberfests or, you know, 400 cans of beer by 20 different brands. How do you get their attention to have them pay real attention to, sh- to shells and to push your beer? Because that's that's tough. And I know some people who sell in the distributor world and they'll have contests. You know, uh, shells will say, hey, here's a new shells bike. Let's push some shells. What do, What do you do personally? Well, sometimes I got to kick them in the shins a little bit, but uh, you know, uh, we we've got the same same thing. We got to we got to fight for uh, their attention uh, when it's out there and the competition. I mean, some of uh, uh, these distributors they have you know fifty different suppliers of beer, and uh, I think we have uh, something that separates it and our sh- our sales uh, show uh, why they should be paying more attention to us. As uh, we have a lot of history and sales uh, data that uh, suggests that uh, they should be pushing our stuff. Uh, Along well, with the uh, incentives that we run with people. But yeah, but I mean, Shell's out here doing something like this with us, you mm-hmm. know, for the month of October. And really, uh, you know, when we get into talking about Oktoberfest, the, the Shell's Oktoberfest in New Ulm is unmatched. in, in their, their celebration of Oktoberfest. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. And, you know, you kind of put that behind it and, and everyone kind of wants to be a part of that. And, and you can kind of take that home when you when you grab a 12 pack mm-hmm. of it and. And so, and I encourage people if they if they haven't been down to Shells for for the Oktoberfest, it's an amazing time, and and uh, we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, Scott, tell us when and what's going on with Oktoberfest. So our Oktoberfest uh, down at the brewery is uh, the big party is next Saturday, uh, October twelfth, uh, from uh, eleven to five. Uh, but uh, this year we're actually uh, throwing a little twist into things. 
On Friday, we are doing a little pre-party, have a DJ down there, have a little fun. The tent's set up. Uh, we're going to give it a run and just uh, see what happens for uh, that party on Friday night <clears throat> and lead into a little warm-up for Saturday. Well, you know, as someone that's been there a few times and we get a little bit of uh, a nice deal as an industry person, like, you know, we've been to the brewery on Friday nights. They do, like, some tours and stuff mm-hmm. for the industry and in the past, but it makes so much sense. You make a weekend out of it. Yeah. You know, you go down uh, after work on Friday, get down there uh and and make your way into the brewery for this for this new event get get situated meet your friends new and old um maybe that you've seen at, at previous uh uh or your friends at shells and 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 get ready uh it's a nice it, uh it makes a lot of sense you I, know when, when i hear the word dj i usually think of rap music but the chances <laughs> of rap being played <laughs> at a marty family function it's probably not going to be big. This is going to be what? So what kind of <clears throat> what DJ are they going to be having play on Friday night? That's interesting. He's yeah. gonna. It's going to be have to be some great '70s rock or '80s rock, or go way back to some classic German stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't think rap is allowed. Not that you dislike rap, but it's just not the Shell's brand. It's actually a rap with a a squeeze box inspired theme to it. And you bring it up though, but because Saturday they have an amazing. Uh, is it polka band or what? What is it? Just German band? Or yeah, we got a couple. We we got our uh, Shells Hobo band that usually kicks things off for us, and mm-hmm. they've so been fun. around for many years playing that kind of traditional polka. And then we uh, then we'll have another German band that uh, does some German tunes, some polka, and uh, the fun thing is uh, they'll do some sing along songs uh, yeah. with that polka that gets everybody engaged. You know, and- if you can't have fun. At a German festival, while polka music's, be- music's being played, don't go out anymore. Because yeah, yeah. you're not, you're antisocial. You're not going to know the music. You know, maybe if you're not German and you don't have Lederhosen on. No, by the second but it's verse, such you know a, it. Absolutely. You can, and it, you just yell whatever. I mean, people aren't They don't track. care. You know, that's what I hate about America. Right? Let me put that on the list. Okay. Things I hate about America. You don't. You can't go to a bar and sing a song together. With people, but you go to other countries and they have like beer drinking songs that you sing and you put your arm around your best buddy and you're like, this is great. And you're slashing some beers and then you don't shoot somebody on the way out. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Tell me that wouldn't be different in downtown Minneapolis, Reavers, if all of us were just singing together at a bar and then walked right out. Reavers just zones out when you go, when you start on your rant, he just (laughs) starts thinking about baseball. Uh, Probably true. Probably true. (laughs) Shell's Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits, and at per usual, there are two featured beer show tastings at both locations. Just a tiny bit of a twist. Um, this Friday, per usual, from 5 to 7 p.m., that's at the South Minneapolis location. This Saturday, also from 5 to 7 p.m., that's at the White Bear Lake store, Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And uh, you can sample Shells Brewing for free. Scott, I want to go back to Oktoberfest, because in the green room, um, you were uh, pouring some samples for, for us and some of our friends, and I noticed something different, and Pardon me if I don't remember it, but when did Oktoberfest become available in the can? Uh, just this year. Okay, just I thought it was year, new. It, uh, it's doing real well. Uh, since we converted our cans uh, in 2019 here, we've seen great sales growth. And I mean, the can's the way to go nowadays. You can bring it just about anywhere. And but can I still get it in the bottle if I want uh, to? Yes, you can. Yes. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we still have it in the bottle. We, we, we have it. Uh, the can is an additional package that we have. And, nice. Uh, you know, get it uh, as soon as you can. Uh, we, our sales are flying out the door. Yeah. And, I bet. 
Uh, it's, uh, you know, slim pickings at some places, but I know Elevated stocked up uh, with our beer and uh, get it in the next couple of weeks before you can. I want to say cans might be out at White Bear, but we have You're a ton ki- of bottles. Already? Are you kidding? Yeah, we have bottles. Wow. And, but, and then Minneapolis has both. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going great. And yeah, if you wait until, you know, later Halloween, forget it. It's mm. over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let me ask you a quick question, uh, Scott. When it comes to Oktoberfest, and I know as it relates to, you know, limited release slash seasonal beers, this October, the Oktoberfest style in general is about as limited as it could possibly be because as Tom was mentioning, you're not going to find this beer on shelves by Halloween just because as you guys as brewers, I mean, I was seeing Oktoberfest at the state fair. I refuse to drink Oktoberfest until <laughs> Labor Day because it's too no. early. But but my, my, my overriding point being that um, you have to really be conscious of that. But at the same time, when you have a beer that's as popular as that, it's a fine line to walk, I have to imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, get angry at us, yell at us uh, that we're bringing out in August and this is an Oktoberfest beer and it's not fall yet. And uh, we kind of uh, are seasonal killers uh, with people. Uh, it's uh, their summer's coming into an end. And uh, when Oktoberfest uh, comes out there and uh, but uh, I tell you what, this is a great time of the year. I mean, you guys talked about baseball uh, playoffs. Yep. Hockey season starts today. Oh, it's yeah. Oktoberfest season. It's Beautiful. beer drinking season. I completely agree with that. So speaking of that, before we go too far, there are some new beers from Shells oh, good. that Scott was uh, nice enough to bring in. And I want to say, this is the, is this the first time I've seen a porter? From you guys? Oh, well, we've done a porter in uh, one of our sampler packs sure. as a one-off, okay. but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a new uh, beer for us. Just came out this week. It's uh, Fort Road Porter, and uh, what we did is we put uh, our Fort Road Hellas uh, into hibernation uh, for uh, the fall and winter. Sure. Uh, we'll see if it comes back or we do a different style, but uh, Fort Road Porter will be available for the next uh, six months. Uh, and uh, what's really cool and unique about it is uh, kind of the story behind it. Uh, we use 100% locally grown barley. Uh, from a farm that's within 10 miles of the brewery. Wow. And, uh, you know, we kind of got a little kuna matata, our spent grains uh, for after brewing. Go back to Goes it. back to that awesome. uh, same farm, feeds nice. the cattle, and, cool. you know, produces the crops. So and, if you're eating one of those steaks, can mm-hmm. you taste the yes. Best-smelling cow farts you get. You're like, mm, <laughs> I'm thirsty. A, it smells like a good porter. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? You know what? I, you know how every time I have one of these shows, Reavers, I come up with a great idea? This time I had to look it up to make sure it wasn't already done it has been done but i would love to see shells come out with a pumpkin spiced oktoberfest they would never do it but wouldn't that be great reavers it's right up your alley go ahead scott can't do it uh, I, I gotta shut you down <laughs> you Least can go get your brewery. latte uh, pumpkin spice uh, latte phil well you can but, what, uh, what you should say to, to a guy like mike is yeah sure we'll make it for you but you have to drink it while you're wearing your uggs yeah <laughs> that's how you have what to do you, what yeah. are you saying i can't yeah, wear uggs. Yeah. Yeah. well why not um all right so i i did think that the can for the oktoberfest that was new, but that it, it, it's interesting though that even that kind of beer that has that quote unquote limited run, there still is such that 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 desire for for craft beer in a cano. It's amazing how much of a difference it's been in what five years yeah. for for just canned craft beer. It's amazing. It's really been a change. We're seeing it across the board. It's interesting as well, and I we just have so much to talk about with shells. It's great. I love it. Uh, they got you know all those things coming out in cans, but they also have the. Probably the sexiest bottle mm-hmm. in the business with the Star Keller yeah. uh, Berliner Weiss series. Uh, and a new one's coming out again. Scott, tell us about the new 
So we have a well, Southern we have North. one that's uh, that we just uh, released now, and we'll have another one coming up here in November. Uh, the one that's uh, you can find at some of the stores uh, is uh, called Alpha State. Uh, that one uh, uh, we have sixty six hundred pounds of Michigan cherries that was added. How in many? Sec- sixty six hundred pounds. Of yeah, the, Michigan Scott cherries. had to carry them off. Wow. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, that yeah. was an astounding number. Holy cow. Yeah, and then we have one coming up in November where we took uh, a blend of uh, one of our a couple of our sours. We had a beer that we did exclusively at the fair last year called Two to Tango, Three to Mango, a mango sour. Nice. And uh, our <laughs> Frambois de Nord, a good name. you know, with the raspberry. So we kind of blended the two together and came Ooh. up with the Astral Fusion that's going to come out right in time wow. for the holidays. That's I will amazing. say this. I remember last year um, I went to the store, or maybe we were even doing a show, and I remember, I, I forget what the celebration was. It might have been a wedding. I can't recall, but we were hosting the the the, the pre-celebration, whatever. And you guys put me on a, a Keller Pills uh, bottle from Shells last year, and I can't tell you. And I'm I'm talking about people that didn't drink beer, that didn't, and it went. It was flying colors across yeah, the board. Yeah, these sour beers are a little bit different in flavor. It's tart. It's not overwhelming. The The series that they're putting out is is somewhat approachable, but it's got a lot of depth of flavor, mm. and they're constantly changing that. So they're putting out different beers every quarter or so. They actually have a complete separate brewery uh, or tap room yeah. uh, f- called the Star Keller right yep and uh, down there. So you can check that out if you're more of a, a sour beer fan and, and just – unbelievable kind of stuff they can't get anywhere else is there any logic to the reason of having a separate tap room is because you don't want the the natural yeast to go into your other tap room is there any logic to that yeah there can be some contamination issues that can happen when you're dealing with uh you know the bacteria that uh is used in brewing some of these beers and mm-hmm. uh you don't want to all of a sudden uh, have one of our fire Every, bricks or yeah, everything grain tastes belts like sour that uh, becomes a sour and you know <laughs> sour grain belts. And, you know you can uh, really destroy a tank sometimes with those that would be something to do. You know how uh, how everyone's doing line oh, extensions? Another, another a idea. grain belt sour? Oh, my goodness. That's not horrible. No, even better. What? Grain belt lime. Oh. Huh? See? Who's got the idea? We, we, you and I would well, kill a good company yeah. in about two yeah, we seconds. Would. We really would. We actually well, we, well, we actually have a grain belt that has a uh, little lime zest to it. Uh, Are you kidding? I was no. joking. Reavers, no. Yeah. No, really? Yeah. I, 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 why haven't I seen this? I well, buy yeah, we, didn't, we didn't do a, a shell show. We must not have done one we more in the summer. That. Yeah, so we were thinking we were dopes, and we were yeah. behind the times Geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't think of it as a Bud Light Lime, though. Yeah, uh, well, it's, yeah, uh, it's completely it's different. It's called Southwest Cerveza, brand that came out uh, on the very beginning of summer. It's a Mexican lager with just a hint of lime zest uh, to it. So I like, that like name. a little bit of lime. You can add a little bit. Uh, just put a lime, more lime into it. But yeah, a little wedge. Just a nice, easy drink in Mexican lager. So it's kind of in the same vein as a Corona or whatever, but that's yeah. the kind of, you yeah, know. Pacifico and, you know, a oh, little, sure. little bit Even more, try a more crisper uh, kind of flavor Even to better. it. better. Did it go over well? I, I, why did I miss this? I buy I beer all the time because I'm a raging alcoholic. <laughs> alcoholic. I'm alcoholic. I didn't see this. So, and I, I'm always monitoring. What, what do I do when I walk into my store in Minneapolis? I go into the store, directly down the cooler, and inspect every shelf to see what I what, what's there and what this I'm missing. This one's in 12 packs. Oh, so maybe, exclusively? We have uh, six, six and 12 packs. Oh, you do have six. Yeah. We, I think we just carry the 12 packs, so that might have okay. been where you missed it because you're kind of in the six, six pack. pack. Yeah, but you sell singles. That's true. So, because. Uh, 
I don't know if you know this, Reavers, but they have over 500 beers that you can buy single, singularly. That's true. So if you, you want to build a six-pack, yep. yeah. And in, in fact, that's almost a perfect beer to have it if you haven't tried before. It, you know, because I love doing that, yeah. where it's like, okay, I've heard about this one, I want to try one. I've heard yep. about this one, I want to try one. And then I'm going to come back and buy a case of it, of course. But Absolutely. anyway, that's a, it, that's a good point, Michael. <laughs> that's the very good point. You know, you. I, what I like about this bottle series that they're doing, tell me the name again. Uh, uh, the Noble Star series. The Noble the Star, Star Keller it's a sit down, relax, spend some time, drink this, eat your meal, talk to your wife, relax beer. Mm. It's not a, well, watch TV, <laughs> eat go. your meal, drink this beer. But it's not a, I'm going to pound through this. It's, nah. it, let, let's spend some time and enjoy this. It's like having a, a good bottle of wine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, we have those big bottles, and they're meant to be shared amongst uh, some of your friends. And the, the best thing about it, it, you know, it has a lot of wine cider-like characteristics. Mm-hmm. And these bottles, uh, they actually age uh, uh, just like a wine as well. Yeah, they're so, corked and caged, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, I have a half dozen in my cellar. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great with food. That tart kind of cuts right through fat. I've said that a few mm-hmm. times. Like, it's just great so it's with good a steak. steak. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, uh, there's been a few that are just really nice kind of in this fall time, the the North Country Brunette I'm thinking of, and some of these other ones that they've done. They've done a lot of different styles where it's a little bit lighter, a little bit darker, and uh, some different flavors. So it kind of goes with that fall seasonal food where you're just starting to warm up a little bit and, and try stuff that's a little bit more stick to your ribs kind of, mm-hmm. and, and it's just really nice to kind of clean your palate from that and enjoy the next bite. Absolutely. Uh, Shell's Brewing Company, the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer at Wine and Spirits, as we mentioned earlier, two tastings uh, this Friday from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location. This Saturday, also from 5 to 7, a little bit of a change this week at the White Bear Lake store. So uh, let's go back to, to, to Shell's as a whole. Obviously, Oktoberfest is a big push for you guys, just given your history and everything about uh, you guys at Shell's. So once we clear that, what can I look forward to, say, you know, come, uh, I don't know, November 1st or so? Well, I we got a lot of things coming up, and, uh, you know, we got uh, our snowstorm, which is our next seasonal, and nice. that changes every single year. Give our brewmasters full reign to uh, do whatever they like. Uh, this year, we have a red ale that's going to be our snowstorm, um, and uh, it's going to have a little little uh, hop character to it, something a little different, but uh, still being that uh, that dark uh that darker style beer that people uh, look for that winter warmer. We have a lot of people that are that are uh, snowstorm heads. You know, really, they, they just it's 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 a kind of a little bit more. I mean, it's a popular beer. It's great, but I have people that come in and kind of look for that, that. specifically ask yeah, for that. Yeah, they're really? looking at snowstorm coming out. Cool, so just kind of like the Oktoberfest heads and. There's just there's a group that really is into that and and a lot of them have been great. I mean all of them have been great uh over the years but a little bit different each year so cool. it's kind of cool. Yeah and uh you know before we go I you know I had a sales meeting today and my sales team uh, bet me that uh I couldn't say the word nipple on the air and that they give me $50 and uh, here it is so uh, <laughs> So, uh, Ellie, uh, you owe me 50 bucks. Yes. And you owe me five. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's it's a chunk of that. We'll Let's go have a few beers. All right, sweet. So if people are hearing this, uh, Scott, and they want to find out more information about you guys, maybe where they can locate the beer, more details uh, about the Oktoberfest celebration coming up a week from this Saturday, where can they do that, sir? I just go to shellsbrewery.com, and uh, you can get it on all our social uh, uh, as well at uh, shellsbrewery.com. And uh, all the other taglines, you'll find all the information there and 
Uh, we'd love to see as many people as we can down there, and you can see us all in our lederhosen and uh, girls in their dirndls. And please tweet out a photo time. of you in your lederhosen. And just remember, when you get down there, just for ask for Scott Nipple Hill Slop. Right <laughs> there it is. Uh, and tickets. I wasn't even close. Tickets for, <laughs> tickets for Oktoberfest available at the website too. You said yeah, they're they're, they're available at the door. Here, I, I think uh, right at the website. So it's a uh, okay. it's a very minimal price, and uh, all the all the proceeds go to charity uh, for uh, getting in the door too. That's cool. Awesome. Of this too. Scott, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate hey, it. Thank you guys for having us, and thanks Elevated for their support. Awesome. And uh, yes, Elevated was the one that turned me on to the Oktoberfest years and years ago, and I'm very glad that they did. So uh, you, I know are big fans of the guys at Shells, and uh, the guys and gals, excuse me, at Shells, and Oktoberfest is a big deal for you guys at Elevated. For sure. We, we've had Shells on the on the beer show many times, and they've been gracious hosts of, of the Elevated crew down there a number of times. We have great memories, and, and that'll last forever, so... Love these guys and happy to have them on and excited about Beer of the Month this month for twelve ninety nine. And uh, also that app, one more time for people that may want to download it and get that delivery service and all yeah. that great elevated selection right at their door. No matter what phone you got, just go on your app store and search Elevated Beer and it'll come right up for you. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you again soon. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. You can find more information online at the Beer Show page at scorenorth.com. And don't forget, Score North is your home for Twins postseason baseball. You'll be able to find all Twins playoff games on Score North on 1500. 6 o'clock first pitch, uh, that would be tomorrow night. 4 o'clock first pitch on Saturday night. Post-game Score North Twin Show live with your calls on AM 1500 and the Score North mobile app. It's Reavers. This is the Beer Show. We'll be right Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North on 1500. And, of course, online, we are scorenorth.com. It's Reavers here in the TCL Broadcast Studios with Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. And guess what, Michael? What's that? It's time to welcome in a new member to the Beer Show really? family. Yes, and I know you've had a brief introduction um, with, with the fine folks. I go way back. <laughs> yeah, you really like, do. almost 11 minutes. <laughs> you do. Um, but I want to welcome in uh, some new friends from Dasco Labeling here in studio. Will and Katie are here, and unfortunately, they're really nervous because they're talking in front of their boss right now. Yeah, the Ken. owner, Ken, yeah. uh, is also here in studio. But, Will, I'm going to let you start because I want you to tell everyone out there, kind of walk us through the history of who Dasco is and why in the heck are you guys on a beer show right now? Yeah, kind of a, a weird jump for us, isn't it? Right. Um, so Dasco's been in business for about 65 years. We started in the labeling business, so looking at more industrial-type labeling, medical, um, high-performance-type labels. Um, we recently got into color marketing type labels, um, and we're big beer lovers. So we were all sitting around one day drinking beers and thinking, man, we could be really good at this. <laughs> um, so we started looking into the craft beer industry and thinking, you know, we could do these small printing systems for brewers, for home brewers. Smart. Um, yeah, people looking for labels for their weddings or for events, concerts, things like that, where we could label these beer cans. So something really exciting we're getting into. And again, we're really good at labels. So it's a, a great partnership to be here with you guys thinking about how we could you know, blow up the labeling industry from a beer perspective. So if a brewer is like wanting to make a one-off beer and they don't want to go print 20,000 cans, are they still printing them at, how, how does that work? I mean, it, you, you sell them a printer or are you selling them the labels printed from that printer? We could do both. So okay. we'll sell you a in-house system where you could print your own labels and, you know, print 20 of them if you want, do a test run. You could do all this variable data on the label, your alcohol, your artwork, and just test it out and see how it looks on the cans. If you want to do a very limited run, again, partnering with 
a clothing company, a, a band, whatever you want to do, we can help you with that. Um, and, you know, working through those type of issues with you is where we're really good. We're, we're local. We'll come out. We'll help you guys figure out what that looks like for your company and, and what the best fit's going to be there. That's really cool because we are starting to see such an explosion of not only one-off beers, but these small limited release runs. I mean, we were just talking to, to the guys from Shells about Oktoberfest, which is about as limited release as it gets now because you don't want a beer, uh, that beer on a shelf past Halloween. So it's just really cool how that little, not tiny bit, but that smaller section of what these small breweries are doing, and there's such a demand for that style of beer. I mean, this is this is this is brilliant. So, congratulations to you guys. This is gonna this is gonna be a big thing. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having us. This is you awesome. know, Reavers. Over the years that we've done the show, in the last seven years, yep. how many times have we met brewers that are making incredibly hot beers, and then they make it a seasonal? And I say, what are you doing? Why are you making it a seasonal? We're out of cans. Oh yeah, we're out of labels. You're like right. it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, at least with this system, they could start with it printing their own. And if the if the beer blew up, they could go ahead and order twenty thousand cans. I assume it's cheaper to order twenty thousand cans than do these these less than twenty thousand runs, right? Yeah, we're we're looking really to hit in the market is the craft labels, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Like yep. these really small runs where people can get in and make them really unique. Um, you're not limited to those huge runs of labels like sure. the twenty thousand, but you can do these small runs and do something great. And if it blows up, awesome. Like we can help you find a label distributor or someone that's going to help you with those two but we want to get into the small runs with you and, and help you do those craft and ones. here's why it makes so much sense because i think and I, I shared this with you guys off the air a few weeks ago but what i'm really starting to find is that when i walk into elevated and i'm looking at okay what am i i, I remember hearing about this one on the show i remember having these guys on the show but so much of now what's taking place for the guy that doesn't host a beer show but the person that might be a craft beer fan is I appeal. I want something that pops, that's on the shelf, that's going to catch my attention, that just to get me to read the actual label. And that's such a big, important part of the game that's being played right now. Katie, can you take this process and make um, your sample labels and then, you know, uh, test them in your in your tap room? I mean, can you I, I assume that they can do that. Brewers can do that with this. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We have the printers in house at our office up in Blaine. And if you wanted to just print off a, a couple and test them out uh-huh. uh, by a couple. I could mean a hundred or I could mean a thousand depending on, on what brewery is really thinking about diving into this market. But absolutely we could make that happen. So you were part of this meeting, Michael, but she brought in a bunch of labels, some that were, that were actual beer labels. And then a couple that were just kind of fun little projects sure. for her. This is so up your alley. Oh, really? And here's why. Okay. Because um, you gave me a very nice gift this last year that was whiskey. Yeah. That had your name on my it. Was, was it your it. name or, or the company's it name? It was my name. It was your yeah. name. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the company. This has got you and, and, and people that like that kind of thing. Sure. All, whether it's a wedding. You were talking about, um, you know, the, was it was it bottles of wine or, or were they actual bottles of beer where they had the couple's name on there? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was br- it's brilliant. Yeah. And especially if you're looking at hosting events and you have you have weddings and you're a big enough venue to have a concert and you want to put that sponsor on there or put that couple on there you're now able to do that and give that premium experience and now it, it becomes a keepsake in, in, in some cases i got a brilliant idea oh, okay. Okay, wait wait wait. let me set this okay. up first like, okay here we so go so welcome to the beer down. show family first of all <laughs> thank you and now here's the bad part 
Mike is uh, what we love, Mike. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Mike is always offering a free and, and unsolicited advice um, for everyone that comes on the show. So he's all yours at this so point. So here's Michael, what's going to happen: is Myth Nightclub is going to say to bands that come, "We're going to create a beer with your label and your band's name on the beer, and you're going to get a cut of all those beers we sell. But we're going to sell them for like ten bucks instead of a five dollar beer, <laughs> and you guys are going to print that label of the beer and the band's name. I think that's kind that's of brilliant, not bad. right? That's not your worst idea. No, it's not my worst because <laughs> no. you know you get uh, seven hundred people coming into a venue and you might sell three beers a piece at ten bucks a piece instead of five bucks a piece. I love it. I'm so brilliant. Except for the old <laughs> copyright part about using a band's name. No, but you'd have the band. The band oh, would I get suppose. cuts. Yeah, They'd be they, getting, okay, they'd be getting some saying. of the money. They want it. That's right? not an awful I mean, idea. it's better than selling t-shirts. They're I'd all for it as long as they want to buy the labeling product. They don't care, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. They, that, I, I like that. So, I mean, this company's been around 60 years. Ken, uh, step up here real quick. Is this is this your family's business or... Yeah, it's a family business uh, founded by my father in 1954, and uh, my wife and I purchased it out in 1987, so we've been doing it now for 32 years. Wow. Okay, so that's that was, I didn't think you were old enough to purchase it. Did you say, I can buy my first car or I can buy my dad's business? Was it one of those things? Well, I mean, it, was, it was more of, uh, I can try to work for someone else or I can try to do it on my own. That's exactly why I went that's to the University of Minnesota right for nine years. <laughs> thought I can try to go get a job someplace else, but no one's going to hire me or I can work for my dad. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to beer here for a little bit. I want Stay on the mic because you're going to be asked next, Katie. But I want to hear, uh, the fa- you said you're a big fan of beer. I want to know your favorite beer style and maybe even your favorite beer label that you like that's out there right now. Or maybe it's both in the same regard. Oh, that's a tough question. Um, my favorite beer style depends on the season, obviously. Okay. But I love an IPA. Okay. Um, and I love a good thick porter in the winter. Um, Line and Kugels, which I guess isn't a craft brewer anymore, but they make a really good fireside nut brown. I do like Maybe that. Maybe they don't make that yep. anymore, but man, that was good. Some of the best um, people in the world, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Breckenridge made a vanilla porter, which was awesome, still is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting by the fire and drinking one of those in the winter is just about the best thing in the world. No so doubt. That's one of my favorites. Also a really cool label. Very cool. Yeah. All right, Ken, same question for you. Same question. Okay, uh, IPAs. Um, the Clown Shoes Space Cake oh, is one of my favorites uh, on yes. the IPAs and, and stouts. I just I love a nice, thick stout, and I, I constantly look for those good stouts out there. Very cool. All right, Katie, your turn now. It's your it's your time to, to tell us which one is your favorite <laughs> beer and which one's your favorite label. Okay, so mine's more of a story. I we got time. I didn't like beer for a couple of years, and everyone just kept handing me lighter and lighter beers. And I didn't, I didn't like it for some reason. There's something about it. And then all of a sudden, somebody handed me a beer that looked like coffee, just the darkest porter you've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is so good. And it was such a great moment. What time me. of the year was it? Was it a cold time of the year? Likely fall. Okay. The perfect so time. the perfect time to yep. try that style of beer. Yeah. And then ever since I found that that one porter that I that I liked, which unfortunately I don't remember which one it was, mm-hmm. but I like all beers. And I, oh, really? I get made fun of pretty much for saying that. And and Chris and I have talked a little bit just about how I might not like the ones that are a little bit more bitter, similar mm-hmm. to your taste. But quite frankly, there's not many beers that I don't like. Yeah, and, and, and it, it was funny, Mike. So I was telling her when we were me- and when we were having a meeting a few weeks ago that. I myself, I like hoppy beer. I found out I mm-hmm. like hoppy beer, but I do not like bitter beer. Sure. And that there's a difference. And that's what we were talking mm-hmm. about, that there's still a lot of people out there that have this misnomer that they both mean the same thing, when yeah. in actuality, it's completely different. Yeah, they can be yeah. totally different. Absolutely. So, Will, I have another question for you, because um, it's very hard to make great beer in this market and have yourself noticed. Right, because now we have so many brewers and so many breweries making great beer, and part of what makes people 
pull things from the shelves are the labels, right? It's clear. You walk mm-hmm. up. Reavers and I see uh, 10 new beers a week for the last seven years. I mean, we've seen a lot of labels. Some of them are off the charts noticeable, and some of them we think, why did you do that, right? What, what are you thinking? What's the next thing in labeling that is going to make people say, oh, that's even just weirder? I need. To, I mean, have you mm-hmm. seen, and, and maybe it's from one of your other industries that doesn't have anything to do with beer, but somebody somewhere is doing something that you think, wow, we would have never thought of using a label like that. That's smart. Why don't we bring that to the beer industry? Is there such, that's a really difficult question. But can you think of anything like that? Or do you think of any product that anybody would know where you think that labeling is off the charts, that, that made that product successful? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I think one of the things that's really cool that we're doing with some of these printing systems is black on black printing, mm-hmm. which we've seen before, but you can do it in a unique way where you have a really interesting contrast in some of the labels and it makes things really kind of pop on the shelf when okay. you're looking at it. So a really unique label, um, laying a toner down across a black label stock, which is getting really technical, but, um, it just looks awesome using foiled stocks that you can use. Um, traditionally we've used in really high test or high, um, abrasion type applications, mm-hmm. things that look really cool and shiny. You can do these really interesting designs where the backing will shine through on on a really cool piece uh-huh. of art. So now using the artwork to actually pull the label in um, is something that we've been working with, and it's really cool to make these unique shiny designs out there. Michael, when he was uh, describing black on black labeling, what's the first person that came to your head, and what's the first brewery that came to your head? Oh, I mean, I don't know. We were just talking about him. Uh, Bent. Bent Brustillery yes. up in Roseville. Yeah, he would absolutely do that. Bartley yeah. is Mr. ACDC. He's Mr. Heavy mm-hmm. Metal. He he. Well, we love Bartley on this show. He was he was a he, he was a proud supporter of our show long ago, and ha- and, and still is today. And here's I love telling Bartley's story. So Bartley came from an industry where he worked for NASA, and he was a demolition engineer. The, <laughs> the government paid him to blow stuff up. That was his job, mm-hmm. and then said, "Yeah, I want to kind of dabble into home brewing." Then, thus, created Bent Brewstillery up in Roseville. Um, that, that's him. That is him. Black on black yeah. labeling, because that would be that's that's totally him. I'm going to send him a text. I mean, I, I I think you know, there's you don't see black on black with a touch of gold, right? You just don't yeah. see that, and that would be that would totally totally jump off. We see some great labels, right? And then we see some others that are not so great. And I think if you're doing a much smaller run. Your beer is going to be more expensive. Your label is going to be more expensive, but it gives you a chance to compete, to wave your flag and say, "Hey, see me!" Instead of, "Oh, I'm I'm one of ten thousand on the shelf." I mean, it's it's got to be d- difficult. I know there's something more that um, brewers can do with their labeling and packaging. Mm-hmm. No one's done it yet. No. no one's done something that's so unique. But we're constantly seeing the evolution of the industry, mm-hmm. just in in, in in sometimes small and in large in large cases. I mean, case in point. Think of the sour program where that was five years ago to where it is now. I mean, it, it, sours weren't approachable by about 90% of craft beer drinkers. No. Now everybody likes them. I think they got sick of selling someone a half a sour and said, oh, I'd like to sell yeah. someone three sours because we can drink three sours now because they're sessionable. But you're, sessionable all, but you're just sour. seeing those tiny little things that are you know constantly evolving. And I think labeling is one of those things that everybody's going to say, oh, wait, I can do this by myself right here in my mm-hmm. own brewery. It's going to be really yeah, my cool. My artist can create yes. a label quick. You know, one thing too, I... I 100% wholeheartedly believe that labeling is 50% of the beer purchase or maybe more than that. You know, if I, you if you're walking so? through Elevated and there's 500 beers to choose mm-hmm. from, li- literally 500, the label makes a 
pretty big difference if you mm-hmm. don't know that beer. I mean, why else would you try it? If it was a generic label, you would never try yeah. it. Never try it. So let's talk. You guys have a, a couple of relationships with some breweries right now that are using your labeling. And one of them I found interesting, they're they're working with a company in Canada, correct? Correct, yeah. Because I saw the Oktoberfest. In fact, you brought it You brought it and showed it to me. We that sure did. The Oktoberfest label. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to learn more about them and how that relationship came to be. Yeah. Uh, so they're a brewery up in Canada called Far Brewing. Far? Far, F-A-H-R. Okay. Um, and they were actually transitioning to cans for the first time. And so they got in contact with us uh, to get those labels made. We had a really quick turnaround and they needed them in, I think we got it to them in a week and a half. Oh, wow. And that was getting it across the border. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, long story short, they were testing out cans for the first time. The labels were successful and now they've switched over to cans. That's cool. Yeah. That is really neat. So, and where are they, where are they at in Canada? Uh, yeah, north of the border. Oh, you got it. Attaboy. Canada, yes. <laughs> north of here. As Rookie would say, north. north right. North. Canada. America's yeah. hat. Yeah. America's hat. Oh, that's really cool. So, uh, any other ones in the Twin Cities or any, anywhere else that you guys are working with currently? Yeah, we did a collaboration with Pitchfork out in um, uh, excuse me, Hudson, Wisconsin. So cool. smaller brewery. I believe they just moved into their baseball stadium out there. But we've done a lot of labels for them as well. Um, and you know, we're just looking to dive into this market too. So, yeah. you know, we haven't done a ton, honestly, but again, we're experts at labeling. So that's where we really want to get in and, and start working with some of these breweries and we're huge beer fans. So, um, you know, you made an interesting point too, just about distinguishing your beer. I think when you look at the tap rooms as well, um, how do you distinguish a beer within your own tap room and, and, you know, really promote those things? Like if you're doing crawlers or growlers mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. you can make a label for in house within your tap room and really start marketing internally. Crawler is an excellent point that I didn't even think of until right now, because honestly, when you walk into a tap room and, and it's, this isn't the case for everybody, but they all look so generic because they're all printed they basically on the yeah. same label yeah. that you yeah. don't even know, for instance, what, what, what this one might be because, you know, case in point. Uh, Ryan, Tom's partner at Elevator and I were over at Dangerous Man um, with a good friend of ours a couple months ago, and one of my personal favorite beers out there, listen up, Porter fan, is the peanut butter porter from Dangerous Man. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. oh, it's it's so it's heavenly. But I, I remember I, I thought I grabbed what I thought was a crawler of that beer, and it turns out it wasn't. And I was terribly disappointed when I got home because the only place you can buy their beer is, you know, right next to their mm-hmm. tap room. And yeah. I don't make it that way that often. But that's another good example of how that can come to play and make make those beers distinguishable. Because I, I'll, I'll say this. I think Crowler is the next big game in craft beer right now because obviously there's the the liquor laws that are changing with growler sales and what have you. But the Crowler the Crowler can is just going to skyrocket in popularity. I think maybe it already has, but I think it, it, it gets is. more people on shelves of liquor stores For right, sure. that never could do it. It's it's we've had this incredible relationship with the guys from Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits because they get the first run of canned beers yep. from just about everybody in this market. It's really crazy. So part of the reason I assume you're on the beer show is you want to. I mean, I'm not being overly boastful, Reavers, but brewers listen to this show. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a show for beer people who love beer and people who create beer. Also, brewers that are looking for unsolicited advice from Mike Fratelloni. Yes, because <laughs> I'll give it to just about anybody right. on any Whether subject. Whether you ask for it or not. I'm used to telling people what to do for a long time. <laughs> so you're looking for brewers here in the market and say the company name is Dasco. So who are they contacting? How are they doing this? I know we're not at near the end of the show, but tell us who you're looking for, who you want to talk to. And you guys uh, don't seem, even though Ken's here and he's given everybody the evil eye, he's not forcing you to go make commissionable sales. You're willing to go talk to somebody and say, here's what we can do. Let's see what we can create together. I assume who are you looking for? 
Yeah, you know, like I said, we're a local company, so we're looking for those local brewers or really anyone who wants to identify their beer or their wine or anything they're doing from a home brewer perspective, small brewery, that kind of thing. Um, we'd love to just help with their labels and, and kind of talk through what that looks like. Um, you know, again, you can reach out to us. You can Google Dasco label. We're going to come up right on Google for you. Um, reach out to Katie over there at uh, info at dascolabel.com and she'll help you figure out what labels you need. Um, and you know, that's the market we're looking for is just these, these brewers who maybe have a traditional view of what labeling looks like for their beers. And we want to come blow that up for them. There's other ways to think about it and ways to get creative and ways to market your product a little better. And we can help with that for sure. Yeah. And one thing I think that's really special about what we have to offer is we across Dasco, not just in our brewery sector, consider ourselves a full solution provider. And now we're a full solution provider for all things beverage. So if you just need graphic design help and you need help designing your labels, but you're getting them printed somewhere else right now, we could help you with that. Our goal is to help you from the ground up um, all the way up to those large runs, printing your your beer that you brew barrels and barrels of. Right. That's really you can good. do six packs. I mean, is that like, can you do six pack holders or does that? Is yeah, that's that kind enough? of the beauty of these systems is you can do one label if you wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, you can print it out and you're done. Um, so as small or as large as you want to go, we can help you figure that out. Um, and, you know, bringing these systems in house for these, you know, craft breweries is a really great option because you can do a six pack. You can run one for a wedding that's happening that weekend. You could do a special bottle of champagne for the bride and groom. Like there's so many ways to promote New yourself. Year's Eve, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Using yeah. these systems. Um, it's a lot of things that, you know, people just don't know are out there in the market and we're willing to help with that. So See, I'm the guy that just lamented the fact that I don't drink Oktoberfest before Labor Day and I just brought up New Year's Eve. What the hell's yeah. the matter? Yeah. <laughs> don't rush through the year so fast. But I have to imagine too that uh, venturing out into something like like this that the social media presence for you guys is going to be pretty prominent here because i know she's trying to convince me to do an instagram account and that's just not going to happen Katie, i'm sorry <laughs> but but again but that's a big part of what what this game's going to be yeah and i think that's a big part just about beer in general is obviously it's about your experience drinking it but then you're also holding that can and you're looking at the label and feeling the label if you want it to feel a certain way like paper or a synthetic material that's when our expertise in labeling really sets us apart uh, because we'll be able to help you get that experience as well as the look. That's cool. If it, our, I should have asked you this before, but if I go to the website or whatever, can I see some of the sample artwork that, that could be available in, in some regard? Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't, I've been on their website. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> they, they all gave us the look like, I think there's some beer cans out there. Yes, there is. Honestly, if you're on social, I would, I would find us on there if you're looking to get an up-close up close and personal with some of what our labels and our label samples look like that we can produce. Um, especially on our Instagram Dasco underscore label, there's multiple pictures of different labels that we've done. And I think you'll get a pretty good idea of the, the type of things we can produce. Was Dasco label taken? Did you have to throw in that underscore? Cause does somebody have Dasco labels? I can't imagine it's a 60 year old company. I think there's like a Finnish band called Dasco that might have. Oh a really? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. It's enough to drive you crazy. Well, and that's, what's funny about, you know, our relationship is, you know, you guys remember that great uh, Taco Bell campaign that they did with, with the gal that wanted the photos taken by the boyfriend. So um, in our relationship, uh, I'm kind of the Instagram boyfriend for Michael. So yeah. what he does is he'll, you know he'll end up posting you know with the with the shells brewing cup that he's got right here mm-hmm. in front of me and then i have to take the photo for him so that he can post it on instagram that's later. right and, that's and, and i can't take a photo with while i'm taking my shirt off right that's right fine. that would be kind of weird especially and I do some quick studio. push-ups to pump up a little bit you get it <laughs> everyone gets it in here you oh get my it. goodness yeah so well yeah so anyway uh in all honesty though welcome aboard um, i'm really excited about this relationship and i i, I love the fact that 
this little tiny part of what is a booming industry, I think is really going to become revolutionary. I think that's really cool that you guys are doing this. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate yeah. you having us on. Uh, so again, one more time, if people want more information about you guys at Dasco, where can they find that? Give it all. Go to dasco.com, D-A-S-C-O.com. Or if you're already ready to send us an email, you can do info, I-N-F-O, at dasco.com. Awesome. And I, I have to imagine, too, that, as Mike mentioned, that a lot of the breweries that are listening to us, here's what I, Mike, here's what I'm more interested to find out what happens after today. Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest request <laughs> that they're going to get? Uh, you know, first because sure. we know a lot of these goofballs yeah. that are in. in, oh, in, no. home, and that oh, are in I'm serious, and because yeah. that, that again, it's it's one of those things that I love about the the creative nature. You know, kind of behind the scenes. I mean, we've seen some weird stuff. Trust me, and some mm-hmm. weirdos that have been in this and studio. Some incredibly talented weird stuff. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and but well, remember what was the what was the do you re, do you remember the story? What was yeah. the very first one that I went? That's not going to work. Who's going to drink that crap? Oh. Do you you don't remember no, the story? Who was it? It was the barrel-aged program, because um, I thought, who is going to drink yeah. beer that's been sitting Seen in a whiskey a barrel, barrel for, for two years? years. Yeah. And, and again, it, it it was, you know, kind of, it was new to me, but it had been out there before. And now, there are breweries that are devoting entire programs just, mm-hmm. just to that. And it's also one of my favorite styles of yeah, beer. So it all works for you. But it also, it, but it, just, it, it just made me kind of step back and go, I'm, I'm interviewing this person. I don't even remember what brewery it was, but I just remember going, Okay, that's that's not gonna work. Who's gonna drink this crap? And then I had one. I'm like, oh, this oh is, that's yeah, pretty good. That makes sense. Yeah, because I always have to wait till after the show's over to be able to sample the wear. So anyway, um, awesome, you guys. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking forward to this. And uh, thanks for being a part of the beer show. We really truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. You we got really it. Appreciate Thank it too. you. You yeah. got it. All right, Ken. Did they pass the test back there? They did phenomenal. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. No. No. See what you, what you got to say is they did okay, but I'm expecting better next yeah. time. <laughs> well, they did phenomenal, but I know they'll get better next time. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That's people they are. That is awesome. You've All worked right. for Joe Sushray for too long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and another thing about Joe. Yeah. This is my show. Dang it. Uh, anyway, so uh, I, I wanted to take a cut. Speaking of Joe, I'm glad you brought that yeah. up because that was going to transition to my next point. Um, thank you, by the way, so much for the text that you sent. So uh, those that are here in the in, in the stu- in the studio with us and those that are listening might not be aware, but Garage Logic was up for a Marconi Award um, last weekend, and we were it was actually going to be awarded that night that we were doing mm-hmm. the show here. And Joe was down in Dallas uh, with a number of uh, dignitaries from here from the radio station. We were fully anticipating Joe finally winning his very first Marconi. Oh. And what happened? He came away as number two again. Number two again. But was strange is there was five Marconis for this market. And didn't Hubbard, this station's ownership, win four of them or three of them? Four. Four or three of three or four of them. And we were the only and, ones that didn't. And and Joe was the only one that didn't. Yet he's carried an entire radio station and now developed this podcast that is yeah. blowing this market away. Not that the person who didn't win isn't great. Right. They're great. Yes. It happens to be from this market too. Right. But just shocking. And I said to you, never mention the name Marconi again. <laughs> but then everybody from Hubbard won one except for Joe. So you kind of have to promote it. So we kind of had yeah. to. Including but it, your boss. It, so it, was, right. it, it was it was really funny. And then, of course, we had uh, uh, a lot of laughs at his expense the next day as we recorded the podcast to Celebrating the fact that we finished in second place. Yeah, once he took again. it pretty well. Oh, of course he did because yeah. that's just his. Uh, that's just his nature. And but but I wanted to thank you because you were one of the first people that sent us the congratulatory. Thanks for or congratulations on another number two finish oh, again because yeah. that came directly. <laughs> yeah, from you. That's, that's so nice, isn't it? Uh, it is. Okay, uh, it, we got about a uh, we got about a minute left here, Michael. Um, uh, October fest. We were talking about shells in the previous segment. We got to go. 
I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it's a, it, you've never been to Germany, right? You haven't done the Oktoberfest. I've been lucky enough to do the German Oktoberfest. I barely make it to Oatana. It is so fun. Really? It is, it, it, there's just a different vibe about people who are drinking, wearing leather pants, right? It just is different, and it's just fun, and you would absolutely, absolutely. People don't get rude at Oktoberfest. Really? They get fun and smile. It's what the world needs right now. You think so? Yes. It needs Oktoberfest just through the lands. Really? That's what maybe we should do. <laughs> Make America Oktoberfest again. No, I think that's a really, really bad idea for <laughs> us to go down that? that. No, All I right. mean, we, we can. It's just where we elect to take the show here I the next couple it's, weeks. It's not, anyway. a, it's not a bad idea. It's a delicious beer. I do remember seven years ago, about to this day, you saying Oktoberfest yep. is my new favorite beer. And, yep. and that lasted for about five years. Right, it really uh, did. I, and I, I've, I've been a fan. It's a great conversion beer, right? Anyway, Michael, thank you so much. Hey, Rivers, you're the best. We'll talk to you again next week. If you missed any portion of the program, you can always check out the podcast and you can find it online at scorenorth.com. Also, don't forget that Score North is your home for Twins postseason baseball. You're going to be able to catch all the Twins playoff games right here on Score North and on 1500. Uh, of course, tomorrow is the first game, 6 o'clock first pitch in Yankee Stadium, 4 o'clock first pitch on Saturday night. And of course, post game Score North Twins show live with your calls will be right here on AM 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Also, we're doing a $10,000 home run challenge. Bombas away for 10K. If you could predict who hits the first playoff home run for the Twins, you're going to be entered to win $1,000. If that first home run happens to be a grand slam, oh, yeah, it jumps to $10,000. Here's how you enter. Just download the free Score North mobile app. It's available for Apple or Android. And register on that app and then enter through the listener rewards. Yeah, it's just that easy. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then. Cheers.